Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. And today I'm going to go through Nature is Your Heritage. Um, this small booklet can be uh, downloaded on the internet uh, from my blog um, and uh, in a PDF form. But today I'm going to make it into a video. Let's have a look. I want to go through exactly 12 sections of this book, but I'm not going to give them all the same amount of time because I think some things are more important for you, my clients and the people I work with than others. Firstly, to recognize that nature itself is the meditation. You'll find most Zen monasteries and most Christian monasteries and most places where people go to meditate are in nature and that's no accident. <laughs> So let's just put that aside and say that when you're out in nature, it's probable you're going to be calmer. It's uh, the healthiest gym. And I think uh, we need to be very aware that when we do uh, things like go inside gymnasiums or do bike turbos indoors or whatever we do indoors, we're missing one of the primary benefits of being of exercise, and that is to get you outdoors. And I think it's really important to get your feet wet, get your feet dirty, get your feet in the sand, um, immerse yourself in nature um, during your exercise. Remember what we're trying to do during the process of exercise is fill the body full of a positive chemical. And those positive chemicals are really, really critical to us. So this topic is called oxidation. And when oxidation builds up in our body, we become acidic and not well. So very often exercising in a gym is not necessarily doing your body as much good as you thought. It's been shown in Japan by many studies that uh, actually being in nature increases longevity. Cortisols and many other different chemicals build up in your body and so the people that spend a lot of time indoors are missing out something very important. And this, I think, is a very important aspect of wanting to embrace nature as a vital part of your family dynamic and your work dynamic. I'll leave you to read this page all by yourself. We've talked about, so far in this presentation, we've talked about meditation being a big, big part of the reason to go to nature. But I think when you see beauty, when you're outside, when you're in the green, your mind drops back into a certain level of uh, function. And I think that level of function is, although it might not seem to be productive as being in an office sitting behind your computer screen stuck away at night with synthetic lights, you may think you're being more productive doing that. It actually has been proven it's not the case. So there are widely documented uh, and psychological and physiological uh, aspects to being in nature. One of those studies was in regard to leadership. And if you assign a, a value to productivity, reduced absenteeism, boosting profits and bottom line uh, uh, results, if you assign nature to that and start to think of how nature impacts it, what you get to realize is 
It's free. There is no cost, no seminar, no workshop, no need for activities, no games, no fuffing around. Um, what, you, what you find is people automatically change when they're exposed in various ways to nature. It's romantic, you know that already. Insulin levels affect us throughout our lives and they've been very underestimated um, in medical terms as to the, the role they play. But what we do know very clearly is insulin levels in a human body are um, an indicator of inflammation. And inflammation in a human body has so many side effects, makes us tired, inflammation uh, uh, stresses us, inflammation causes us aches and pains, inflammation distracts us. And so what you'll find very often is people are addicted not only to certain foods and certain lifestyles, but they're addicted to the inflammation of the body. <clears throat> and they take medications to try and lower that down. For example, sleeplessness, when people have insomnia, it's very often insulin that's been triggered that, that, that prevents a person going to sleep. In other words, inflammation. I recommend always with clients to look at uh, the internet and see what they describe, what's described as an anti-inflammatory diet. And sometimes when we're under pressure, instead of gravitating towards all the things that will inflame us, we should gravitate to all the foods that reduce inflammation because the stress is doing enough inflammation all by itself. So it's not only important to recover from stress and use nature to make us better at the end of the day. It's really important to prevent it. And one of the things that we talk about very often is the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic nervous system is used to think and the sympathetic nervous system is used to recover from thinking. And I think uh, investing a little more time for all of us being outdoors and having a good time in that outdoors, in other words, sitting in, sitting in amongst beautiful trees and enjoying the forest, builds an immunity that we really can need, especially when things like COVID run through the country. Human have two types of attention, and I think this is the most important part of this presentation. There's voluntary or active attention, and there's involuntary or passive attention. When we're working or reading or writing or watching a TV show or trying to remember a phone number, we're using voluntary attention. We've chosen to direct our attention towards something and this task has our full focus. Involuntary attention refers to soft fascination. It's like watching two birds in flight, an ant carrying food back to the nest, a leaf fluttering down from a tree carried by the wind. It's hearing a bird's cry, a trickling creek, a distant waterfall. So it's sort of a respite from voluntary attention. Now, because we've got iPhones and iPads that travel with us everywhere, we're doing a lot of voluntary attention, but we're not paying respect 
to the importance of involuntary attention. And this is one of the things that I get uh, a lot of people to do is to spend a little time every morning enjoying micro nature, enjoying the small things. And that's, that's another way to experience involuntary attention. And I think it's a way, the best way to foster this involuntary attention is by going for a walk, not just any walk. It's leaving the laptop behind, it's leaving the mobile phone behind, it's leaving everything behind and just going and try to experience the experience of just being immersed in nature. Some people think that being in nature is wasteful or going for a walk is wasteful and I've heard um, partners criticizing each other for wasting their time just going for a stroll uh, as if it's not productive. But I think this is a real underestimation of the importance of nature. A sullen teenager, which we're hearing a lot more about these days, young people who crack past the age of 11, suddenly turn rogue and their fight develops in a house. Now, what you'll most often find is that teenager is spending an enormous amount of time in vo using voluntary intention, attention indoors and not getting outdoors. And when they get outdoors, they're playing a sport which in some ways or another creates another stress. And I've suggested to every client that I have through the course of the last five years is if you've got a kid and they're coming to be the age of around 11 to 14, the wisest investment you can ever make is in a beach house, not a tent, not something that's awful to experience, but somewhere where it's really even for a, a day on a Sunday or a Saturday, Instead of the kid being involved in competitive sport, get them out of the city, get them out of the house, get them exposed to nature and slow it all down. Slow it all down and get to experience the beauty of nature. Get to take some photography or do some painting or do something that slows it all down. And even if that kid doesn't want to be there, the benefits of nature are absolutely proven even if the kid doesn't want to be there. Nature has been proven to be the best medicine for a person who's not well. If you see it in a hospital, for example, if you, if you go to any hospital, you'll see an area in a hospital outdoors where if it's possible, patients are encouraged to get out from under the fluorescent lights, out from the toxic environment. I read a report once that you're more likely to get sick in a hospital um, than you are outside of it. 